Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Welcome into the Money Night Podcast. I'm Ben George. He is Wade Chessman. He is president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. We've got a good show today, Wade. I, I want to learn more about you and your background and uh, your move to be an independent because there's a big difference between an independent advisor versus someone that's working for a wirehouse or a national firm, right? Oh, big, big time difference. And I'm going to go back and a little do a little history, not world history, Wade's history, <laughs> and talk about kind of what led me to be where I am today. It wasn't just by accident. So I'm looking forward to the discussion. Yeah. We'll kind of take this from an angle of, you know, for other advisors too, that are thinking about this and whether or not this is the route they want to go. But also I think your clients and prospects will also be interested in kind of hearing a little bit more of your story and, and kind of your philosophy on, on why you've gone independent. So it should be a good show today. Again, I'll remind you, chessmanwealth.com is the website where you can go on. There's not only all of our podcasts are up there, but there's a ton of other great resources that Wade and his team have put together. A ton. Yeah, a lot of stuff. And you can kind of go by category and sort through what you're looking for. So find it there again, chessmanwealth.com. If you want to call Wade, it's 214-572-2120. So Wade, why, why this topic today? Why, what made you kind of spur this interest and in, in kind of given this story on, on on why you chose to be independent? Well, a couple of reasons. I thought, you know, like you said, clients and potential clients might be interested to learn, you know, why are we an independent firm? Why aren't we with a big, you know, wirehouse firm or some other large national RIA or something like that, where we're an employee of the firm or they have ownership of us or something like that. And the other reason is, you know, we're talking to advisors all the time about potentially joining the Chessman team, hooking on to our chassis, if you will, and uh, letting us take care of some of the details so so they don't have to worry about, you know, paperwork and administrative stuff. And they can just do it what I like doing is, which is working with clients one-on-one. So I wanted to give them, also give them a little bit of background on, you know, why I went independent and maybe why they should consider doing the same thing. Well, I think for most people, the stories are kind of similar, right? You don't start as an independent bro- uh, advisor a lot of times, right? You start Typically with- not. I mean, there are some that do, uh, It's a, but it, and maybe that's more common now, but back in the day, typically that was not the case. Now, the interesting thing was, I think I've told the story before, but I was in college doing a cooperative education program with International Paper Company in Memphis. So it's kind of a cool deal. You were six months on, six months off, six months on. And I, one thing I really realized is, A, I don't want to be in motor carrier procurement. Not that there's anything wrong with motor carrier procurement, but it wasn't for me. But the cool thing was, while I was there, I met a gentleman on one of the floors who owned a independent financial planning firm. Now, back then, this would have been like 91, 90, maybe. This was relatively rare. You know, there's, they're a lot more common now, but back then that was, he was more of a pioneer. And I met him. He was a great guy, just took me under his wing. And I got to be interested in financial planning. And I wanted to, I thought, hey, what a great intersection. I've talked about this, but people and numbers, great. So he helped me. We got the Dallas Yellow Pages out and we just started highlighting firms. And I just started calling him. Hey, I'd law, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. And I got to work for an independent financial planning firm 
for a wonderful lady who's still in the business today and really got to learn the business. Okay, but I wanted to work with clients one-on-one. That's what I like doing. And there just wasn't a real path to be able to do that there, unfortunately. So I left and went to work. And I went there somewhat naively. You know, I knew I wanted to work with clients. They had a way to do it. So I went. Okay. But it didn't take long for me to figure out. Well, it's not something I figured out like immediately. But over time, I started to figure out, hey, there's there's some issues here that are concerning to me. Okay. So one of them is the fact that I started to see and notice that there was a lot of conflicts of interest. Now, we all have some conflicts of interest, right? But there was quite a few. Number one, the focus was definitely on the firm. The clients were clients of the firm, not of me. The focus in my, from my perspective was what's best for the firm, not necessarily what's best for the client. I remember having a discussion with one of the general partners of the firm, and and we were talking about revenue sharing, this whole revenue sharing thing that they were doing, where they were sharing revenue with some of the mutual fund companies that they work with. And I said, man, that doesn't seem right. You know, there seems like that would be a conflict of interest. Oh, no, no, that's nothing wrong with that. Well, after I left and I saw that they were sued, they paid a large settlement about that. So it obviously was a conflict of interest. So that was one of the big concerns. So, if, if, you know, if you're sitting in a wirehouse, you know, I promise you that the company sees the clients as their clients. And the things that they want you to do are geared toward what's in their best interest and not necessarily the best interest of your clients. Okay. So that was a one that was one big issue that I started to notice. You know, at the time, this isn't the case today, but we had no options. We were commission only. And there's nothing wrong necessarily in and of itself with commissions. Right, Ben? I mean, you right. know, there's still products that we sell today, insurance products and things like that that have commission attached to them. But it's not the way I wanted to do business primarily because when you have commission in the there's conflicts of interest there. It just raises issues, all right? Are you selling X product or Y product because you get a higher commission over another product? Let, let's try to take those type of things away. So that was a big issue. It's still an issue in a lot of your wirehouse firms, your national firms. You're being pushed to sell certain products over another. Okay, another one. We were referred to as salesmen and saleswomen, not financial planners, not financial advisors, but in all the communication that we got, we're a sales force, you know, and again, nothing necessarily wrong with selling, but I wanted to be more about planning and doing the appropriate things to get people to be able to do the things that they wanted to do to accomplish their objectives and goals. Okay. All right. So you're gelling with me so far, Ben, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of big points there too that that just kind of listening, taking away from that, and especially that last one about referring to you as salespeople. It kind of speaks to to exactly the the bigger problem there. And, it's, and to your point on commission, it's not like it's not like they they these the broker or these salespeople, I guess, would be trying to p- put you into stuff that didn't work for you at all. But it's just that maybe, hey, I'll lean you slightly towards 
option A rather than option B. Option B might be a little bit better for you, but option A is still going to get you to where you want to go. And it's going to kick back a little bit more towards my direction. That's the concern or that's the issue with, you know, commission focus is it leads to, unfortunately, just can't, you know, you can still find plenty of great people that work on commission. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, there's not good people doing it. I thought I did a good job as best as I could, but it does lead to more potential conflicts of interest. Okay. Yeah. Another one that um, may resonate with a lot of people listening to this is okay. And this was quite a bit a few years ago. So I can't even imagine what it's like now in some of these big multinational corporations. Right. So I used to do what I like to call a Christmas party. Hmm. You know why it was at Christmas time and the whole country was celebrating at the time. Anyway, Christmas. It was a Christmas holiday. I know there's other holidays and there's other people that celebrate other things and that's great. Do it. But what I wanted to do was have a Christmas party. Wasn't allowed to do that. Had to be called a holiday party. Now, again, that was in 2000 and oh, no, that wasn't even that was like 2002, 2001. So we're talking a long time ago. I've talked to friends at some of these firms and it's just gotten worse. And we all know it. You know, woke is the big thing now. You can't, you know, if you wanted to have a party and celebrate some kind of odd thing, some kind of weird, you know, let's say you wanted to celebrate a um, Wiccan holiday, I bet they would allow it and be glad to do it. But heaven forbid you have a Christmas party or something like that or celebrate Easter. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to be able to integrate my faith into my practice. You know, we're I'm a certified kingdom advisor. We talk about it every week, every podcast. I'm a member of the kingdom advisors group. I want to be able to promote that. I want to be able to integrate that into the advice that I give to people uh, that come into the office. And just that wasn't acceptable. All other kinds of things are, but for some reason that's not. So it really boiled down to conflicts of interest that were there. The fact that the company was more concerned, in my view, about them, not necessarily the con- planning was certainly given lip service. You know, it was more about let's get the product sold, let's get them the money in. We'll do kind of some planning on the side. I mean, I had to fight at the time. I had to fight to even be able to use the certified financial planner uh, designation on my on my business card. So that tells you something. And and really, I just wanted to be able to have the freedom to do what's in my client's best interest and to integrate the faith that I have into my practice, whatever that would be. They just just wasn't part of the guild. They anyway. So those are all the reasons why in two thousand and four. I left and started Chessman Wealth Strategies. Again, they don't make it easy to leave either because, again, they think that the clients that you have are their clients, not your clients, but theirs. So that's the other thing I wanted to do. I didn't want to be in a position ever again where you know I had to fight to keep clients that I had gone out and cultivated. And they, they're free to do business with whoever they want to. They want to stay with the old company, great but you want to give them at least the opportunity to be able to do what they feel like is in their best interest. So that's the main points I wanted to cover today on, you know, 
why go independent? And I think all those reasons that caused me to do that those many years ago, for the most part, nothing's changed. I think too, for clients that, that work with you, I think they see that you know, you're know you not beholden to anyone, right? You're able to just right. focus your energy on the client itself. And that's where, where all of your time is spent. And it's a great thing for anybody that's an advisor way that that's listening and kind of, you know, thinking yeah. about that move. Um, what would you, what would you encourage them to do for that first step or how to take that next step towards moving to be that independence? Well, I would say, you know, you can do what I did and just go completely independent on your own, but guess what? It's not easy. It's not necessarily fun. No one wants to work till 1 a.m. every night for months and months and months. So the other option you have is you can come on to an firm like ours and just hook on. You know, I say the, I use the word chassis like a car, or you can take your wagon and hook up to our wagon train or whatever analogy you want to use, where you we get all the resources that we have available to us, systems we've built. I say we. I don't, I'm not a big systems guy. I don't think anyone would find that too shocking. I'm not the most organized guy in the world, but guess what? We have people here that are like Sean, who's a former engineer and he's built these systems. So when someone needs money out of their account, when someone needs to do this, we don't just walk around and talk about it. We have systems built in. So I would just say, reach out to me, give me a call. Uh, let's go to lunch. Let's talk. Let's find out a little bit more about your situation and see, you know, if a place like this could be a good fit for you to come on and be able to be independent, do what's in the best interest of the client, practice your faith openly, integrate that into your daily, into your day with your clients, if that's what they would like you to do, and not have to worry about some corporate woke individual telling you, hey, no, you can't do that, that type of thing. So I would just say, let's re- let's have a discussion, just like I would say if you're a potential client out there and you want to work with someone who's thought to be independent to do what's in the best interest of the client, same thing. Let's just talk, see if we can be of guidance to you. If you're an advisor looking to make a change, let's just talk. You know, can't hurt. See what options are available to you. Maybe there's something else that's out there that would be a better fit. Maybe it's not us, but you know, if you're you're sitting in a situation where you just don't feel comfortable, there are other options you might want to consider. Well, the best place to get started, chessmanwealth.com is the website and the phone number, 214-572-2120. Well, Wade, we appreciate you sharing today. It's a really good story, and I think it, it speaks to a lot of the people that uh, have gone independent. And, uh, you know, we appreciate all the work you do, and I know the people that have worked with you through the years do as well, and uh, helping them get to financial independence. That's the key, and we appreciate the time as always, Wade. Great. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for listening to the Money Night Podcast. Another episode coming in a couple of weeks. Please hit subscribe and we'll talk to you then. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.